0: hello and welcome to the 1871 podcast and it's a change of schedule for this episode so we were due to be speaking to reading women's defender lily woodham but that's been put back until next week so what we're doing on this episode we were going to do this anyway but we've brought it forward which i think is a good thing um we're having a look at some of the potential contenders, candidates for next Reading manager. Uh, And then on tomorrow's episode, we're joined by some Reading fans who will be giving their opinions on what needs to happen next for Reading and who they think should be the next Reading manager. Uh, And talking of which, Johnny, um, let's talk now about who we think could be the next Reading manager. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I'm going to start by asking you a question. What type of
1: manager do you think Reading need? Um, At the minute, someone that's, I think kind of established, knows those leagues, League One. Um, I don't think we can do the random management roulette that we've done for the last few years. Just pick a name. It needs to be done properly with reasoning now. We've got Mark Bowen there and uh, Brian Kerry. You know, you would hope now that they've been there for a while, that they know what they're doing, know what they're looking for, identified certain targets, know what league we're in, know what budget we've got, all that kind of stuff, which will give them, you know, um, a clear idea of who they want to go for, who's out there, you know, and the best pick for the club in this situation. Yeah, we're obviously talking about Reading specifically,
0: but if you, um, if you look at a club like Brighton, mm. Roberto De Zerbi. Uh, as far as I know, no um experience of managing in the UK previously, I don't think. Um, but obviously doing a brilliant job. And mm. I'm sure the Brighton fans, you know, although it is probably difficult to lose Grand Potter, you know, they're they're thinking, mm. well, fair play to the club. Yeah. Um uh, they're, they're, they're doing something right there, that's for sure. And then you look at Vincent Company. I think first management job, isn't it, Burnley? Yeah.
1: So second, he did. He was overseas managing. Okay.
0: Where where was it? Was it in Belgium?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the teams okay. over there. So He had one season, I think, with them. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of examples there. But do you think, in Reading's specific case, you know, following relegation to League One, uh, what you know, what we need to do, what what the manager is going to oversee in terms of transition? Do you think we need someone who's got experience of, you know, managing them in league one, managing them in the championship, someone like that, do you think?
1: I think some, someone with experience of building a team pretty mm. much from scratch, um, yep. you know, and involving a team, much like, you know, previous managers at Reading, like Pardew and Copple, you know, that and, and Brian to a lesser degree, um, you know, that project that was over a few years where you build a team, you know, and they got closer to the playoffs and then, you know, it, had the momentum at the minute yeah. we've just got, you know, it's just been, you know, because of the embargoes, you know, it's just been kind of who is available and just sticking them in and hoping it works. And yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we had.
0: I know, I know it was painful for, for a lot of Reading fans and, you know, some Reading fans will think it's a disaster that we've got relegated. And I completely understand that, but I don't know about you. I kind of look at these sorts of things in, in a, Positive frame of mind if I can, anyway. But I genuinely have a sense of anticipation and excitement. I know you've got some concerns, but Mm. the embargo's been lifted. We know that the owners put a lot of money in. We know that we've got Brian Carey. Um, You know, we don't know what's happening with the scouting, but we've got someone who's overseeing that. We've got uh, Mark Bowen, director of football. So, we've put a structure in place in the last you know roughly a year
1: yeah
0: um, and it doesn't happen overnight so this now is going to prompt us to do a rebuild um so i'm actually quite excited because if you think of the last few seasons um we've struggled apart from that season where paulovic came in and we were Top of the league, I think, seven or eight wins yeah. in a row at the start of the season. And then we just timed it perfectly so we could finish top of the league outside the playoffs in seventh. Um, but it's been kind of... We've been, you know, talking about relegation, haven't we, mostly the last few seasons, apart from apart from that Yeah. Season. So I, I, I think now we're going to be... You know, if you think back to your... all your time as a Reading supporter, Um, wins, going for promotion, challenging for playoffs. They've been the fun seasons. So I think, you know, it's probably not, I don't think we can expect too much next season, but I think we've got a chance of actually turning things around and, and starting to win more games than we lose for a change.
1: Yeah, I'm going back to 1998. And I had more hair. I think that's where I feel like you know, and it is. It is like that. To be honest, it's kind of an end of an era, kind of an end of a you know, and it's a start. And again, very much part of a new know. chapter. And- yeah, and it is. It is exciting in the fact that it's a chance to make uh, you know to repair some of the errors. And there's been a lot of them over the last year, especially again, you know, losing guys like Elise for, for stupidly cheap money, Richards for nothing. A lot of academy players left. You know, it's been mistake after mistake and and that's resulted in relegation. So now the only way really is we have to do different and and a fresh start. And, you know, this is why the manager choice is probably the biggest decision we've had for years. Because if we get this wrong now, we could be in trouble.
0: Yeah, and and I think uh, Reading needs somebody, like you say, first and foremost, who can oversee a rebuild or, you know, not not just a rebuild of the team in terms of players, but a, a rebuild of the club almost and a rebuild of the philosophy and the culture. Yeah, Is, and the identity.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because if you if you think about the identity of, of Reddin, um
1: it feels like we've we've lost that in recent seasons. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of a it's it's just nothing now but at the minute, and it needs we need to find that again. We need to find lots of Things again, you know, like you say, it's a way of playing it the Reading way, the new Reading way, get the fans on board so the fans enjoy watching the football, which again, I don't think, you know, many fans have really enjoyed, you know, much of football this season for sure. It's been pretty painful the last few seasons, you know, that, that, you know, was part of the package, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, um, completely agree with you. Reading
0: do need to make sure they choose the right manager. um and I and I think they did. The manager is kind of almost the last piece of the jigsaw. So it's about, you know, what's the plan? Yeah. What, what type of uh, what do we want the team to look like? What type of manager do we want? Then who's available? Who can we afford? Who's the best fit, really? Um, and I think, obviously, it goes without saying, we need to do that fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but. It's more important to to get it right than to do it quickly. I think, but it's a balance between the two. So, do you think it needs to be done within the next couple of weeks, or you know, ha- have they been have the behind the scenes team? Do you think been working on a plan for a while?
1: So I'd I'd say so. I'd say even a couple of plans. Plan one if they stayed up. Plan two if we went down. Do you know what I mean? Like, so what what can we recruit if they stayed in the championship? What can we do with League One? Um, you know which path they're going to go down. Probably you know, sounding out possible managers that may be out of work. Maybe you know yeah. in work that 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 they go okay. Well, you no, know, they're do hopefully doing the homework they used to do at the club in the old days about yeah. people's mentality and you know off the pitch, all that stuff that we need the characters. And
0: there are a few new available managers, <laughs> but. That's because um, they've the team they've been managing has been relegated, that sort of thing. So possibly that wouldn't be the the right fit uh, unless the club think you know it's the right man for, for the particular job in hand. but look, let's talk about some of the contenders. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have any inside knowledge. Mm-hmm. We kind of um, we're gonna sort of do our best to figure out who might be in contention um so we talk about some of the contenders that aren't actually on our um top five contenders list so we're going to do a, a countdown of our what we think are um five of, of the main contenders possibly we don't know mm. um and that is in terms of who we think might get the job um and, I, and along the way, Johnny, I think it'd be good for us to sort of choose our personal favourites and why we think they might be a good fit. But but actually, our top five list, our top five countdown, is going to be our kind of guess at um, who we think Reading might be looking yeah. at and seriously considering. So that that's what the top five list is. So, um, Johnny... Have you got so? Have you got the same? Have you got like
1: five in mind that you think five, Red... five that Reading would choose and five that me and you would choose? I've <laughs> well, got, got, got more yeah. than all altogether. yeah. But, yeah but like, I think it's, it's you know, we already see, you know, some of the candidates that have been mentioned, and, and I, you know, I'd be very surprised if they went too far off a different radar at the minute, you know.
0: Well, having said that. I think there is a chance that what might happen is we'll go through our list of names and then Reddin will appoint someone that we've never heard of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and someone we won't even
0: but, mention. We think I, don't, to do it. <laughs> I don't mean that flippantly. I don't mean that ne- necessarily in a negative way because, you know, Roberto De Zerbi. Um Arsene Wenger, probably yeah. the best example of a manager, you know, yeah. And look at what he went on to achieve so it doesn't always have to be um someone that that we've heard of it might yeah. not be it might be it might be somebody with a lot of league one and championship experience who we know very well um yeah. you know I don't I think some managers we would be really surprised so if I don't know we we don't know who's on each other's list but yeah. I'd be surprised if if it's Neil Warnock, for example or I, I don't you know, I, I don't know who's on your list, Johnny, but yeah. I I doubt very much if we're if we're looking at the likes of um Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard somehow. God knows um, maybe remember, maybe, maybe some maybe someone like John Terry. And I think actually if you look we're kind of getting into the the list of possibles mm. now, but I know Sol Campbell has been mentioned, but for me he's he's not he's not a contender just because obviously he's a He's a name, Paul Ince is a well-known name and, yeah. up and there. So yeah. anyway, um, I think that is a possibility though that we'll go through this list and come up with our five contenders and then something will happen out of the blue. <laughs> and possibly we've not heard of that manager because uh he's you know, been managing overseas, um Europe or further afield, we don't know. So look, let's uh, let's make a start. Let's have a look at some of the possible contenders. So what I'll do, Johnny, I'll go down my list yeah. of uh possibles that didn't make it onto my top five, and then you do the same. Mm-hmm. And then we do the, the, the countdown, take it in turns to go down yeah. from five to one. So so look, I, I think it's possible that Reading are considering some of these, and we don't know. But yeah. I, I think I think at least one or two of these might be in the frame. So um, Mark Warburton, Paul Lambert, Michael Appleton, Appleton, Danny Cowley and Steve Cottrell. I think at least one of those, there's potential that they might be in in contention for different reasons, one of them being that there's um, some available managers that have experience of, you know, managing in League One, in the Championship, etc. So So, um, also, um, we had David Artel on as a, as a guest. Yeah. He's quite interesting. I can't see him getting the Reading job, but he uh, basically, Crew was his first job. He used to play for Crew. He came in, he did a rebuild at, at Crew. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: One promotion from League Two to League One. Um finishing the top half of League One with the smallest budget in League One um, and then was relegated last season. I think Brew finished bottom of League One last season. Um, not sure, but he was relegated last season. Uh, and I really liked what he had to say when he was a guest. So um, David Arteu, he spoke about the most important thing for Reading, he thinks, is that Reading should be deciding what type of manager they want first and then drawing up a, a list of yeah. people that fit <clears throat> that mould. And he said he thinks that Reddin need to um, take on someone that's going to oversee a rebuild at the club and get the culture and the philosophy right. Um, one of the names, I have no idea if he's in contention... But if if he is, I can see why he would be. Is Scott Parker? I um, yeah. think I'm right in saying he won promotion with Fulham and Bournemouth. I think he yeah. took them both into the Premier League, didn't he? Yeah, we're wearing the same jacket. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he used. To, I'm sure he used to go over to Milan and and get <laughs> outfits. So not a fan of his outfits, I have to say, but. Um, one of the reasons that, that a lot of these managers are available is because they've inverted commas failed at, at their previous club. Um his last club was FC Bruges. Um that didn't go well. So do you judge someone on their latest job or is it, you know, is it deeper than that? So I've just put Scott Parker on there. Carl Robinson's already been mentioned, former Oxford manager. Um, you know, had some success with um uh, previous clubs in in the lower leagues, uh, Oxford MK Dons as well. I think he's manager there. Obviously, it all depends what happens at Leeds. If if Leeds stay up, I can see him staying on as assistant there. Or would he be tempted by, you know, another chance to manage a club rather than be assistant? But I think if you're, you know, if you keep Leeds up with Sam Allardyce, uh, and you've got a chance to be assistant manager in the Premier League probably would would go for that. But then are they still going to be there? You know, Neil Warner's yeah. available. I don't think he's going to be the next Reading manager, but um, let, let's see. I mean, if, if Leeds do go down, then Carl Robinson, you would think, might be becoming available again. The other one who's really interesting, so I, I think this one has actually, there is a possibility he could be next Reading manager. Uh, that's Richie Wellens. So he's won League Two twice with two clubs in recent years. He's also won the EFL Trophy. And we're talking la- last few years. So if you win League Two twice with two different clubs, you've got something about you. So obviously that's League Two, but Leighton Orient now in, in League One. Um, the other question, question mark is, you know would Richie Wellens, having just taken Leighton Orient up, would he would he want to then jump ship and manage another club in League One instead? Although you could argue that, you know, Leighton Orient have come up from League Two, Reading have been in the Championship for for several years. Um, he might see that as a step up and a chance to... I, I, I think part of the appeal for managers um, when they're looking at, at this as a potential next job is that they do get a chance to do a rebuild. So they get to create that identity. It's going to be to a certain extent their team that they're creating. So yeah. that might appeal to somebody like Richie Wellens if Reddin are, you know, considering him. And we don't know. But look, I've got I've got a few ex players on my list. Um, and my top five, probably since we agreed that we were gonna do this episode, my my top five and the order has changed. Hmm. Many, many times. And that's because we don't know. We're just guessing. But um, former Reading players in the frame. And I'm not I'm not talking about these because they're former Reading players. I'm talking about them because of their credentials. Um, and they kind of happen to be ex-Reading players. And I think that might help, you know, because they've got an identity with the club. So here's an interesting one. I don't think we would see him as the next Reading manager I don't think actually he'd be in the frame but um, Keith Curl as uh, you know fantastic player Yeah, back in the in the late 80s for Reading part of that Simo Cup winning team um, I think one of the was well, certainly the quickest centre-back Reading have ever seen but as a manager i got a lot of experience in the lower leagues a lot of experience in League 2 not a great deal of success Um Part of the reason that he's on the list is that he's he's available, um, although probably not quite what Reading are looking for. Um, one that I do think has got a chance is, is Graham Murty. So, um, had experience, obviously, of managing Rangers. Currently, Sunderland under 21's manager. I've seen um, a lot of sort of chatter on social media about bringing in Murty and then maybe Noel Hunter's assistant or something like that that kind of makes sense a little bit. Um, I, I don't know, as I say, we're guessing. Um, the other one, so these are these are managers who are not on my list of um top five candidates who I think Reddin might seriously be, be considering is our co host Dylan Kerr in terms of a personal choice. I th- I think he's a fantastic man manager. He's got a great track record um as a head coach in Africa and Asia. He's won seven trophies since two thousand and fourteen. He's kept sides up from relegation in the South African Premier Division. He's he's got Marumo Gallants, who were bottom of the South African Premier Division in January. He's got them to the semi-finals of the CAF Confederation Cup, which is kind of an equivalent of the Europa League um but I think he, he's managed a couple of um under 18s sides in in England um Chesterfield and Burton possibly I can't remember um so but he hasn't got experience of managing you know a first team in the UK and I think that's why he's not going to be in contention right or wrong um certainly if we're doing a top 5 of who i think should be in contention he'd probably be on my list because i think if you look at what he's done <clears throat> three different countries he's just been successful wherever he's gone and i think that's because his starting point is to get to know the players and find out what makes them tick and then do the football stuff second so yes he's a good he's clearly a very good coach um, but he starts, but you, you look at what Neil Warnock did at Huddersfield mm-hmm. transformation. Um, And he's that, that's the sort of thing he does. And what, what David Artell spoke to us about was one of the first things he would do, uh, you know, when he gets the next manager's job, whether that's Reading or somewhere else, he would get to know the players first and foremost, before starting talking about football. So,
1: um, I don't think I, I don't think it's going to be in contention. I think he'd be someone that um and it, you know not just talking about a manager but it's a management structure and someone at Reading and I I've aside but I can see Harry Redknapps being mentioned now driving Harry Redknapp and Dylan Kerr together as a management team. We'd be quite a lot of uh, expletives in the room. but on a serious note Dylan I actually think if yeah. they went if they were looking at someone as an assistant manager I think he would be brilliant. Brilliant yeah, at Reading. But- I, A, I agree. I,
0: I agree, but uh, in terms of our top five countdown of of who we think um, Redding's next manager will be, um, two things about what you've just said there. I I don't think he's going to be on that list, and I think oh,
1: no, somebody, I'm not saying that, Mark. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying no, it, no,
0: no, what it, I'm saying. Just, just talking about what you said there, Johnny, is that I think if somebody like Harry Redknapp comes in. Then Dylan Kerr's probably got less of a chance of coming in as assistant. Do, do you know what I mean?
1: I was because... a joke, mate. I was just joking about the two of them. But I'm saying, as an assistant, as a person, yeah, to beat, he'd be a no, good I, combination. He, I I agree with you, but i th- I think
0: the point I'm making, Johnny, is that um I think whoever comes in as manager picks their own. Oh no, I'm just,
1: so, it's
0: so... just a debate, though. So... Yeah, yeah. So no, I I don't. I don't for one minute think there's any chance of us seeing Harry Redknapp and Dylan as assistant. Um, No, I agree with that. But what, what my point is, I don't think he's Dylan Kerr's on the management list. And I don't think he's, he's in contention for the, for assistant manager as well, because I think, um, you know, whoever the manager is will bring their own stuff in. So I don't think he's in contention. That's kind of my, my point really. Um, so look, uh, the next one, Phil Parkinson, um, experienced manager, has been, you know, if we take Wrexham aside, uh, has, has had some success. Um, the one thing he has got is a lot of experience. Um, obviously, you look at what he's done with Wrexham, won, won the title, I think they got 111 points, and... Um, you wonder how much of that is to do with, you know, the budget that they've got because budget does kind of, that's sort of the main factor, really, isn't it, in in um, determining a club's success. That's the that's the facts of the matter. Um, so he's a very experienced manager, obviously a Reading legend. I don't know whether he'd be interested in leaving Wrexham. I think he's at the start of a a project there and I don't I think he'd be a very good choice and I think he'd be someone that Reading would be interested in but I think it's more about he's probably not going to leave Wrexham would you go along with
1: that? No, I don't think so I don't
0: think he's he's, a, he's
1: part of a the project there it's yeah and yeah, and it's and he's yeah it's So something that's already in momentum that he's got there it's yeah. he's on an upward spiral I think coming to Reading would be a back set for him in that yeah terms.
0: And I, I did, I did realise you were joking about Harry Redknapp and, and Dylan Kerr. But I do agree that that would be interesting. That would be a bit like Steve Coppel and Wally Downs all over again. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, and that's and but you know, so you do need a management partnership. But I think that's been, you know, and that's what we we haven't had really. Some, you know, you need somebody that knows those players, and again, it's just because of the mess of the club over the last few years. Yeah, Pardew, been...
0: Pardew and Martin
1: Allen, Allen Pardew, yeah. Uh, Our most successful teams have uh, had good, again, good management. Yeah, good management so, yeah, partnerships. Agree with that. So um, it's really interesting to see what they bring along.
0: Right. So he, here's the final one, who who has until about half an hour before we started recording has been on my top five. I I, I think he's a, he's a contender. Um. So I'll give the reasons why I think he's a contender, and then I'll give the reasons why. I don't think it's going to happen is, is Noel Hunt. Yeah. So I think there is a possibility that Redding are talking about, or have been talking about Noel Hunt. Um, I don't, I don't know, actually, it might sound a strange thing to say, but I don't know if relegation has actually affected his chances in some ways. Now that the Cubs in league one, perhaps that, that's more of an opportunity for someone like Noel Hunt, you know what I mean, yeah because uh, he's I think the the positives about noel Hunt is he's positive, he's well liked, he's respected, he's made it clear with with his comments about Lucas Yao, for example, you know, he only wants players who are committed, so some so really needs somebody like that, but I just think his lack of experience um I'm not quite sure.
1: I think but, he said it himself didn't he on the podcast that he'd see himself as a manager maybe four or five years time I think that's what he said wasn't it and and I think he's he's you know he's part of the future of running that structure that we need and with the under 23s I think what, what they are now that his role there is huge in bringing the next generation of players on And I think that's what he's brilliantly brilliant that's what his strong point is and he's you know him stepping in he's you know he's not lost any of his um Reputation, I don't think, with fans. I think people still, you know, have huge respect for him. Know that he was on a hiding to nothing, and and that's, you know, if he goes back to where he, you know, back to the under twenty three, he's brilliant because he's still part of the club. I don't, like you say, I don't think he's going to be. I, th- I don't think it's the role for him as a manager. Yeah, it's, it's it's a big job, and I don't, like you say, he's had experience to do that, and it's not fair on him. Um, you know, I think you know to down the line. Hopefully maybe, you know, a few years where, you know, he's kind of got more experience from what he's doing. We'll see it, but not at this point in the club. You know, that's...
0: Yeah, and I, and I think um, what we saw as Reading fans was that that when he came in, there was a bit of an uplift in positivity that came yeah. to him. And I think up until the Andy Carroll red card, I think we had a chance of staying up. Because yeah. we... Yeah. Because we we um it's kind of almost irrelevant to say if we hadn't have got the deduction. But of course, a lot of people have pointed out that if we hadn't have got six points deducted, um we would have stayed up. But then if derby hadn't have got whatever it was, 21 points deducted last season, they would have yeah. stayed up and yeah. I think reading yeah. would have gone down, wouldn't they? Yeah. So that's kind of irrelevant. Um, so I think the fact that he gave, he gave the team a bit of a lift. Um, it's kind of what people were expecting. And I don't no, I don't. I don't think it's sort of done his credibility or reputation any damage uh, at all. I agree with you. So, so those are some names who, um, you know, a few of those could be potential contenders. So, what about you, Johnny? What names have you got? that didn't make it onto your top five? Pretty
1: much the ones that you've already spoken about, to be honest. Um, the only other, where are we? The only other one I think that's been mentioned that, and I don't think it do, you know, is John O'Shea, another ex reading player. He's the, the Islanders 21s now. Um, and I, I really can't see him changing from that to running a club. Um, you know, he's, he's starting a new role there. and uh, You know, again, he hasn't had the management experience um, maybe down the line again who knows in the future but that's you know not the right place and time for somebody like that to come in without yeah. the experience needed to do this you know and that's that's no disrespect to, to any of those people but I think you know it's what we need at this very point as a club going forward and it has yeah. to be the right fit and that that you know is is vital you know you could pick another like you said you, you know you do get managers that have not the experience come in have that effect and, you know, are successful. Um, but, like, it's, it's not easy to, to choose that and I, and I don't think we're in a position at the minute where we can afford to gamble and for it to go wrong. You know, that's... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so,
0: any other names that aren't in your top five? Um, Jesus, like this... have a shot.
1: I think anyone, you know, anyone that's, Managed at that level, has a chance of a job like Reading's. It's a big, you know, a big club in League One. So if you're a manager, um, somebody like David, you know, we've spoken to, you'd want the job. If you were, you know, if you if you've been managing League One, League Two level, you want a job like Reading's. Well, you he know, said, it's a he, said job. he would
0: do. He said yeah. he would. He would. He didn't go as far to say as you know, yes, I definitely want the job. He said he he would certainly be interested enough. Yeah. And he made a really good point. It's got to be the right fit for him because you do hear stories about um, clubs that are um, talking to managers, and then the fit's not quite right. And often that's from the manager. Yeah, they want to be the manager. Wants to be reassured that they'll be they'll have the opportunity to do it the way that that they want to do it because they're they're being they're being hired because of of who they are and the way that they want to do it. So if a club's not going to allow them to do that, then... Yeah. And, and I know um, from speaking to to David Artel previously, he has had some opportunities that he's turned down because it's not the right fit for him. I think if he'd... I, I think that if he'd done what he did with Crew and they were still in League One and maybe he was still in the job, I think he would be a contender... But I think the, I think the fact it you know it's I I don't know um but he he said some really good stuff when we spoke to him on the podcast um he talked about you know he he feels he's someone who can get the best out of people you know he's over he oversaw the rebuild of um crew when he came in his first job in management got them promoted um so I you know, I, I could see somebody like him um yeah. the job, but I don't know, I get the sense that Redding are looking at someone who's had you know experience. Yeah. If they're gonna appoint someone who's been a manager in this country, they've they kind of got to have had experience of, of League One and above, possibly, but I, I don't know. So should we um should we make a start on our
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: countdown of top five? So, do you want to go first
1: or shall I go first? Number five. Sports Social Podcast Network.